your it'll still show up here, but it's not gonna go oh, in. Oh, dude, I was tripping for a sec. No, it, it'll still show up, but it's not going through. Okay. So what is this? Eleven. This is number. Yeah, eleven. Yeah. Yeah, it's eleven. Yes. On I pro- yeah, yeah, on say. There you go. I had to get there. This will be a shorter episode, uh, just kind of in a rush, but, you know, things happen. Long day, mm-hmm. I guess. For me, I don't know what you did today, but we, yeah. we're all here. We're all in the same place, so yeah. that's all that matters. Um, got better at skateboarding. Yeah, I watched you do that today. Yeah. Um, so normally, just like a regular, the first trick that everyone learns is called the shove it. And it's just you, t- you turn the board in a 180, you just, you know, shove it. <laughs> But one thing I've been like, it's one of those things like when you're learning something new, you kind of just practice something crazy. And then over time, you actually get closer and closer to doing it. Whenever I first learned to shove it, I always try to do a reverse shove it where I just shove it with my heel instead of my toes. Today, I landed it and I fucking screamed like I was amped. Yeah, I heard you. I was outside and I could hear you yell from inside across the house. I had a dopamine rush for like 30 minutes. For doing one shove it reverse oh yeah why is reverse harder can you do like a regular shove it yeah i can do i can shove it all around good good but reverse shove it's just that much harder yeah i mean it's for people that like actually skate probably not but i mean i'm getting there um it's just a little bit different because with a shove it you you put your toes over the front of the board and kind of have it perpendicular to shove it but with the heel shove you just kind of spin the board with your heel i don't know Kind of hard to describe. No, that makes sense. I mean, I'm not going to even... I, I might attempt doing some skateboard tricks at some point. Dude, but I'll teach you. I can tell you the ins and outs. No way. I bet you could, but... It's a lot of fun. One thing I've learned, and I told you about this earlier, anyone can skate. I've seen 350-pound people skating. I've seen 70-year-old people skating. I've seen 7-year-olds skate. And they do... All of them do at least, like, a kickflip. And the kickflip is just, like, the the milestone of, like, I can skate. Yeah. But then that that's also kind of the premise of life in general for anything that you do. Yeah. Anyone can do anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, these, you still have to spend the time with it, yeah. practice it, do it, you know. Even if it's just five minutes every day. All right. Bear fact. Let's go. Bear fact. Bear so fact. Bears eat up to 90 beets. I would not be surprised if they do eat beets. Bears probably do eat beets. I'm going to look it up right now. Do bears eat beets? Bears eat Anyways. up to 90 pounds of food. Every day. 90 pounds of beets? I mean, if they're in a beet farm, probably. <laughs> Let's see. Do bears eat beets? But they eat 90 pounds of food a day. For grizzly bears, it's anything they can find that's nutritious. So it's nuts, fruit, leaves, roots, fungi, insects. And then for grizzly bears, bears that eat animals, because there are some kind of, like the Alaskan brown bear is more herpivoric. <laughs> But, um, yeah, the grizzly bear eats, eats a lot. You want to see what I just found? What did you find? A bear would eat a beet. A black bear especially would eat just about anything. Sometimes they wander into towns near mountains where they live, and if someone is growing beets, a bear would totally smell them and probably eat at least one of them. Wow. Bears do eat beets. Bears eat beets. You know what that means? So we got two bear facts today. And what's the third one? Battlestar Galactica. I have a feeling you're going to say that. If bears do, in fact, eat beets, then that 
that does mean Battlestar Galactica. Trifecta. It's the only way. Yep. It's got to be. It's very dynamic. Man, my day got kind of rushed here at the end, but it's going to be good. Took your sweet ass time. I mean, gosh, there's not much I can do. I got a lot on my plate, but you know what? Here in the next week or so. Oh, I, man, I got a lot to do. I'm going to fucking take my time. Well, I wasn't taking my time. I was waiting on people, number one, and number two. I just got a lot going on sometimes. You know how it goes. You can get busy. Okay, so what were we talking about earlier before we started? Um, the baby? The baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If y'all didn't hear about it, he had some homophobic remarks well no tell the story so i didn't know so i I had seen that people were trying to cancel him because he said something homophobic and i guess it was at a concert and that's all i knew and then people were reacting i could see people saying oh you know this and that defending each argument and then i was like what did he say like i I just scrolled through the comments trying to see what did he actually say but i couldn't find anything but go ahead um am i allowed to say it yeah you can mean it happened okay so he's at a concert if y'all haven't heard and he's at rolling loud and he looks at the audience and he's just like, hey, everybody that supports the LGBTQ community, raise your hand. They all raise their hands. Put your hands up. And then he goes, all right, everybody else, turn the fuck up. <laughs> Man. It's funny, but I mean, like in today's world, it doesn't really work. But I mean, if he intended it as a joke, it's kind of funny. You know, as a joke, I mean, like that could be anything. Like it could have been a joke about like, all you Star Wars fans, put your hands up. Yeah. And then did the exact same thing. And like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, I don't know. He has something against Star Wars people. But then maybe it's just a joke, right? Yeah. But then he picked probably one of the most controversial things you could yeah. pick, you know? He just kind of picked wrong. But maybe he meant it. I don't know. If he did, then I don't know if he's formally apologized yet. Probably. I'm not going to actually, I'm not going to make an assumption, but maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. It would be, uh, it would be tragic if the baby got canceled officially. Just because of that. And I think he would if he didn't apologize. Yeah. I think if he doesn't come out. I mean, then then we were talking about secondly about the Kevin Hart thing. I don't think Kevin Hart actually apologized. Yeah. For his tweet that got dug up about his homophobic tweet uh, as a joke part of his act yeah. uh, almost 10 years ago. And he's like, no, screw you. Like, it was a joke. That's the whole point. I'm a comedian. I say jokes. I'm not apologizing for it. Right? Yeah. So kind Kevin Hart didn't get... get it didn't get canceled, but I mean, then everybody, again, everybody loved Kevin Hart. But even then, Kevin Hart busts his ass. Like, yeah, he y- you've seen him. Like, he that guy works harder than almost any other comedian on the planet. That yeah. guy does so much. And he's, his it, legs are shorter, so he has to work <laughs> even harder to take more steps. He's an incredible guy. I mean, his his story is great. I don't know it that well, but I know that he. I mean, he's. I know that he's a lot like any other comedian that kind of came from nothing and pursued comedy and worked his ass off, and now he's at where he's at, and he just hasn't stopped. He's just always on the grind. I mean, you saw the new Jumanji movies. Those things are those are yeah. good. Those are good movies. They're hilarious. I like them a lot. Yeah, Jumanji is funny. But anyway, so Kevin Hart didn't cancel. He didn't get canceled, and he also didn't formally apologize for his tweet either. Um, so maybe the baby doesn't have to, or maybe he does. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he would have to. I feel like you can't get away with that nowadays before people are like, okay, like you need a real PR move ASAP before everybody cuts you off. And then it's kind of up to his ego to decide if that's what he's going to do. Or maybe that's just how he feels. He's like, no, I'm not about LGBTQ+. 
The baby reportedly lost Lollapalooza slot after failing to deliver promised video apology. That was two days ago. He promised an apology? Yeah. And then he didn't follow through on it? That was on Enemy. And then Rolling Stone put no more non-apologies. I don't know what that means. I almost feel like that's worse than not apologizing at all. Just being a dick about it. Like promising an apology and then just not doing it. But I mean, that was two days ago. Maybe he's he's uploaded an apology since then. Have you been able to find anything? I I looked up, did the baby apologize? And the most recent things are nine hours ago and two days ago. So nine hours ago, still waiting on an apology type of thing? Yeah, nine hours ago, Rolling Stone posted no more non-apologies. Yeah, I still feel like that's worse than just not saying anything at all. Because then if you're not saying anything at all, I mean, that's kind of how it goes with anything. Where if someone accuses you of something or you do something wrong, you cannot address it and act like it never happened. And some people will forget about it if you just stick it out long enough. That's fine, I guess. Yeah. But then if you promise an apology and then you don't follow through on it, now not only do they still want the apology, but now you're a liar. What? What's wrong? You're pointing at me. You're doing some weird things. You're trying to... Oh. Uh, okay, we need, a, we need a hand signal. If you need a cough, and I've got the controls over here to mute you. Do a, do a hand signal. Do something like... Rock, paper, scissors or something. That way, I was like, I don't know, like, this was something wrong? I mean, I was, like, doing the cut. You are doing the yeah. cut thing, but I was like, what, did I just say something? <laughs> so you didn't find anything? I did not. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting. I mean, like I said, if he gets it canceled, he's had a hell of about a two, two and a half year career. He is, I mean, I know that his career started well before that, but when he really rose to fame with it you know let's go oh yeah um forgot quick word from our sponsor we have a sponsor yeah zenith athletics <laughs> <laughs> go check it out zenith. great time for a plug okay yeah. yeah go ahead do your do your full plug do your 60 second plug <laughs> zenith athletics everybody wants to hear it dot net sounds awesome yeah it is awesome keep going you got 60 seconds i think they, they just need to hear about it like for a second it's athletic clothing cheap good quality Go check it out, zenithathletics.net, Z-E-N-I-T-H, athletics. Toll-free, 877. You don't have a toll-free number. <laughs> your your toll-free number is your cell phone. And I, and I don't think your cell phone is posted anywhere that anyone can find it. I don't know. Maybe I mean, it that, is. That's the thing. Everyone, anyone's information can get hacked and leaked and stolen, so. That's fair. That is true. You don't know where your information is. Yeah, that's kind of a scary thing sometimes. Like, I feel I feel anxious just writing my social security number down sometimes, yeah. like, on applications and stuff. Exactly. I'm like, who's going to see this? Yeah. Where is it going to go? Or, like, just websites that need it, like, in the case of, you know, signing up for, uh, it, like, a subscription service for... Oh, my God, if it asks for a subscription service... And no, not like a subscription social. service, but you know what I mean. Like, anything... Like, if you're on the internet and you're, like, signing up for something through the state, even... Yeah. They're like, we want your social security number. Like, when I was submitting my uh, fire alarm uh, application mm-hmm. through, an, like, a an application service, they wanted my social, and I was like, hmm, I wonder who's going to see this. But I guess that's just kind of how things go nowadays. I mean, you got to think about it. Like, the people that run those numbers, like, they get... They receive your social and give it to people. I mean, you got to think. There's got to be one person out there working in that kind of line of work that's just like, I remember all of these... <laughs> I am everyone. Yeah. 
But then again, I'm sure they're vetted by whoever, whoever the regulating agency is to make sure that that kind of thing doesn't happen. And I've got a feeling too that, you know, I mean, I'm sure that those companies that um, take an information like that to process it um, are prone to being hacked as well. I mean, anybody is prone to getting hacked. Not to uh, make anyone feel uneasy Honestly, or scared or nervous but you know what it's I bad think about I, it all the time you know it's bound to happen i mean when it happens it happens there's not really a whole lot you can do about it sometimes i mean you can prepare for it kind of but sometimes i've actually had two friends tell me both of them kind of the same story they told me like they had on they both had iphones and on the notes tab or the notes app they had like a notes for passwords and like username and password my friend nikolai told me he had like 20 like accounts like usernames and passwords. And then the that one note randomly disappeared. Like it de- deleted out of his phone? Yeah, like it just wasn't on his phone anymore. It was just gone. Like he updated a password, went and did something, and then came back the next time he needed to like sign into something. Wasn't there. And he's like, I didn't fucking delete it. Why would I delete it? Creepy. Yeah. So Hugh said the same thing. That's why I typically, whenever I write down passwords and stuff, and I don't keep, well, I'm not going to say what a delicate thing in my phone that is important that I need to have and no one else can have. Um, Just picture your parents. But I don't like keeping sensitive information like that anywhere in my phone. Yeah. Usually I just write it down somewhere. I'll keep it in a safe place physically. Yeah. Anything you can hold in your hands that isn't on a smartphone. So like... I'll keep, you know, like my Netflix password, my Amazon password. That's fine. Like if I ever forget it, it's there or like. But something for like business or. Right. Something yeah. Serious. I just can't, just can't do it. Just can't trust it. There's just no way. I mean, and I have an iPhone too. And I, I'm almost positive that an iPhone, the iOS is the most secure of any other that you can, that you can get just because of. Because I know Android, a lot of the, 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 the programming, the software is open source. And so everyone has access to it and everyone can edit it the way that they want to. So it's really easy to learn how to, to hack people yeah. in that way. I don't know enough about it, so I don't want to, you know, stray off yeah, of you're anything. Kind of blowing your cover there. Right. Well, I'm just saying, like, I know that iMessage itself is way more secure than SMS. So if you're just, like, texting someone who has an, an Android or if you're an Android texting another person has an Android, that text goes to basically a server where anyone can access it and anyone can see it. iMessage is more secure than that, but it still goes to the cloud sometimes, yeah. right? But then there's also other services that you can get that are just direct between you and that person. Yeah. And there's a couple. Like Facebook Messenger, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. I do know of one just because it's probably the most popular, which is Signal. Have you heard of that? I think I've heard of it. Signal is, is that type of thing where it is a message between you and the recipient, and that is it. And then it's like Snapchat. It's after you send it, it, it deletes itself. There's no way. Did you know that, like, all your snaps are saved? Oh, no, no. I'm saying, like, the idea. Yeah. The idea that it's deleted. Yeah. It actually is through Signal. And I'm sure there's other services that do the same thing, too. Yeah, but with Snapchat, if anyone didn't know this, anything you send, anything you receive? It is stored. It is stored. All those penises. All those Think boobs. about it. Think about how many penises are sent over Snapchat every single day. Probably a lot. 
I wish. Don't I think could, about it too long. I wish I could look it up and just get a number for that, but I don't think that's really important. I, say, I wish there was a stat that was like, how much nudity is sent over social media every day? And then how are they going to regulate that? Like, how are they going to figure out and know what pictures are nude and what's not? Well, like, even then, I mean, either have someone watching it or some kind of. Well, that's the Edward Snowden thing. Uh, before Edward Snowden came out and exposed the American government for what they were doing, spying on anyone who whoever they wanted to, all they had to do was just say, "That's what I want." I mean, they can't obviously spy on everybody simultaneously. They yeah. just like if I need to pick someone to spy on, they can do that. Yeah. So if they have a reason to, they can and they will. And I don't know if that's still the case. I would say it most likely is. I don't think anything has changed since then, but that's why Edward Snowden is in Russia right now. And he has been for like the last 10 years or so. Because he just blew their cover. Because you remember that story, right? Edward Snowden? I, I know the name, but I don't, let me look it up. I watched the documentary Snowden that um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt starred as the, the title role in. It was good. It wasn't that great of a movie itself. It was good. It was, it was serviceable in, in that way. But what I liked most about it was the story that it told that I had no idea about. So Snowden was this, he is this genius. Edward Joseph Snowden is programmer. a former computer intelligence consultant who leaked highly classified information from the National Security Agency in 13. When he was, when he was an employee and subcontractor for the Central Intelligence Agency, which is CIA. And so just learning about that story through the documentary, it was eye-opening about wh what the government can do. And I think a lot of that comes from the Patriot Act. You know what that is? Have you heard of it? Probably. Patriot Act is what went into effect after 9-11. Mm. So the Patriot Act is, that's the thing about these acts that Congress passes. And they put these names on them that sound, you know, Sure. nationalistic they sound like how could you vote against this it's the patriot act but really what the patriot act is in essence is it was this idea to help prevent the next 9-11 and by doing so it allows these government agencies to spy on people to, to prevent to try to prevent it from happening again because apparently there's these communications i don't know enough about 9-11 there clearly is not a lot that i know a lot about but i know a little bit about some things <laughs> So it's this idea where the government can spy on you to try to prevent the next 9-11, right? And so once an act like that passes, it's pretty hard to reverse something that's been in motion for the last 20 years. Or even after it passed, it's almost inevitable that it'll never get reversed. Yeah. So it was just, you know, they can spy on you if they need to, if they want to. They have the means to do it. Um, and so that's what he, what he exposed. Um, and so that's why he's... Playing with bears in in the winter. Snowden is available on Netflix if you want to watch it. Mm -hmm. I think that's how I watched it. I think I watched it about. I'm definitely gonna watch it. You should. Did you watch the dirt? No, you didn't. Did not. I knew it. I knew it. So there's a lot of things you don't know, but then there's a lot of things you knew. <laughs> there's some things that I knew. Yeah. Some things that I don't know. Did you know that your body produces two swimming pools worth of saliva in your lifetime? Whenever I first saw that, that was the headline. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Because what fucking pool are we talking about? Because we could be talking about a kiddie pool, or we could talk about a 35,000-gallon pool. I never got to the bottom of it. They didn't have a number for me. But honestly, that's a lot of saliva, but I don't really care. Because I know that in my mouth, there's not that much saliva. 
So I don't like your fact. I, I, I reject your fact. You reject my fact? I reject it. Well, you want to play a game? <laughs> yeah, let's play a game. All right, we're going to make up the rules as we go. Okay, I'm listening. All right, I'll make the first rule. What's the rule? You got to set that down. Okay, set down. I was holding a drink. Do I, get, do I pick the next rule now? Yeah, it's your, your turn. You have to wear your headphones in one ear for the rest of the podcast. You're a bitch. All right, we're going to do this. Um, Why would you fold it up like that? No, I mean, like, you can, like, put it backwards. You can shift it back. Okay. I mean, you don't have to turn, invert it so you got this hard piece of plastic pressed against your ear. Um, you got to finish that. I feel like it'd be a lot easier to play this game if there was a camera so you can watch us do whatever it is yeah. that we're going to do. And I've thought about this, like, playing games on the podcast where... The viewer can... Not, not just the viewer can participate. I just mean, like, you know, just play a game. I feel like that's kind of fun. And then, yes, and then the video part, I feel like the, the viewer can participate a little bit, too, in, in what's going on. I feel like it's more fun that way. Like, I don't know that I've talked about them before. I'll bring, I'll bring them up again. The YouTube channel, Good Mythical Morning, what they like to do is they do games, typically. Yeah. Like, a lot of games. And they're really fun to watch. They're very entertaining. And mm-hmm. I've watched them since high school. They're awesome. I like them a lot. Um, and... Yeah, they play these. I mean, they do the most random things. Like, um, will, and w- like, what can, like, one of the do is like something that they'll do is Fucking like, can spit it out, man. Shut up, man. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Oh my God. Will it, will it blank food? Like, will, will it pizza? Will it hot dog? Oh, okay. And so they'll like try random things. Like, can it be a hot dog? Right? Interesting. Or stuff like that. I don't know. It's fun. They, they come up with really interesting games that I feel like that we could play too. Not like copying them, but like coming up with their own games. It sounds like you want to copy them. Well, look, we're already copying a lot of people right now. So I think the copying needs to be kept to a minimum and the originality needs to go up. If you think about it, hmm. socks are just underwear for your feet. Let that sink in. I don't know, like, actually let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, yeah, you could say that, but, or you could say it's just clothes for your feet. You want to know something cool? I guess actually no shoes would just be clothes. I know all the phone numbers of all the pizza huts in about a 50 mile radius of here. How do you know that? Because I looked them up, got to know stuff. You know, you, do you have memory. a photographic memory? I do have a photographic memory. Do you really? I do. Why do you think my Minecraft worlds look so fucking good? I'm about to say, why does it look so bad? <laughs> mm. I'm curious to know, of all of the single participant sports, like the like the tennises of the world and the Golf. golfs of the world, what's your mo- what's the most fun to play? You could also throw ping pong into that category too. Oh, ping pong is fun. You can kill fat hours playing ping pong. Um, you could put darts in there too. They all have their own perks, I would say. Like with tennis, it's fun to run around and chase a ball. With ping pong, you don't have to move. You can kind of just stand there and smack the ball back and forth. Golf, it's kind of peaceful. Just play at your own pace. So, I mean, wait, were you asking me? Yeah, I was just like, what's your favorite sport? Like the the solo the solo uh, athlete sport. I would probably say tennis is mine just because I played. 
Yeah, you know, like that, that counts. That, that definitely counts. Yeah, honestly, I'm. I mean, since actually, you know, the only the only way that I I will accept that is because it's now an Olympic sport. As it should be. Just kidding. I mean, I probably would accept it before because the, the X Games is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, that's some real stuff. Do you know there's an infinite amount of ways to die? Like, you name it, you can die that way. No, I feel like it's finite. I feel like there's only so many ways that you can die. But that number is absurdly huge. You can get as specific as you want, but it's not infinite. I mean, this is all the way from getting like hit by a car to like choking on a Lego. There is a finite number of ways you can die, I'm telling you. It's not infinite. Someone could pour cement on your face and you could suffocate. The only thing that's infinite is the universe. What about the numbers? What numbers? One, two, three, four. Is it infinite? Does it keep going? Yes. Okay, so numbers, yes, numbers are infinite. Get fucked. Okay, so okay, there's, a, there's two things that are infinite. I think we could figure out some more. Genders, you know, with today's standards. <laughs> Shut up. Not to discredit anyone with a, not a typical binary gender, but I don't think there's an infinite number of genders. There is a finite number of genders. Personally, that's what I think. Yeah. I think there's a finite number of genders. I was going to say another joke, but it might get me canceled. Get canceled. I, I dare not, you. I'm not going to get canceled. I double dog dare you. That's one of my biggest fears in like trying to do like whenever I do stand up comedy, I don't want to, I don't want to get canceled. I don't want to say that one thing where the whole crowd's like, Ooh, Ooh did he just say that? <laughs> did he just? But then it's kind of easy to defend yourself. Cause you're like, look, not even easy, but it's a plausible way to defend yourself. It's like, look, I'm telling jokes. Like I'm not trying to offend anyone. Sorry if I did, but I'm telling jokes. It's a joke. I actually mean it, but, like, like, I'm just telling jokes here. Right, so the reason I say it is because it can be offensive, and that's what makes it funny, right? Because you mentioned before, our parents, or at least mom, would say, like, y'all have such a warped sense of humor. But that the warped part is what's funny. Yeah. I mean, you don't have humor without conflict, right? You looking at something? I'm just looking through my jokes. Remember when you did stand up at a at camp? I do remember when I did stand up. That at caught camp. me off guard. If y'all, so I don't know if we've talked about this. We were at a uh, a church camp at the beach, and we, it's an annual thing that we, we would do during the summer. I and, completely forgot about this. And we would do a talent show, and I think this was the third time that you and I had both been. So we had been. Once, or maybe it was, was it the second time? It was the second time. Okay, then it was the third time that I went. It was the second time you went. Okay. And do a talent show. I don't think I ever participated until the first, actually the last two. No, my second one when we did uh, Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. With uh, with Rusty. With Rusty, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That was the only time I ever participated. And then the next one, you just decided you were going to do some stand-up. And I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah, they and, were dry ass jokes like i looked up dry jokes they were dry jokes but they were good they were they were pretty good yeah Maybe my favorite one i know you know it but uh, i definitely know it is it i'm not gonna ruin it go ahead what did uh batman say to robin before they got in the batmobile get in the car that was pretty good that wasn't my favorite one i don't even i remember another joke that you said that that night that was really good 
Which one? Skydiving. I don't want to say the joke. I don't remember. Because I'm probably going to butcher it. Oh, I need to go see if I still have these written down. I have the video of you doing it on my phone still. Really? Yeah, I've, I've got the video. I need to see this. I will send you the video after this. Oh, my gosh. But anyways, yeah, you should totally pursue. Okay, I know that, so you, and this isn't, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to do this. I'm sure that you would too. But starting a, a gaming YouTube channel, would you do it? Yeah, yes or no? Yes, I would honestly, I would do it. You would do it. What would you play? I would play everything because I wouldn't want to keep my, I would keep certain series of games going. Like I would for sure have a Minecraft series. Sure. I've always, I've, I would like finding entertainment in like whenever Markiplier was small and he was playing like Outlast and right Resident Evil. Like I like watching people play scary games and stuff like that with their commentary. But because, you know, I don't want to play it. It's fucking scary. It's, yeah. But yeah, I, I would definitely. You, you would do it. it? I would do it. I think a lot of people would, but it's just kind of hard to, to just go for it, you know? It, yeah, I feel like it can be, but it would just, you'd figure it out along the way. Honestly, I wouldn't see myself shooting that down in my future. Like, if I got to a comfortable point financially and I could just start opening up hobbies, because I mean, even then, having a YouTube channel is a, a source of passive income, you know? Yeah. So. Just, I love video games, so kind of keep it as a hobby. Yeah. So just, I don't know, having it as a hobby would be kind of cool. I The one thing I would want, like, a Minecraft YouTube channel for is, like, if I'm... The one thing I would focus on is just, like, transforming a world and just making it big. And there's kind of a series, and you can kind of see it get built over time. That's what I would want, is to just be able to go scroll through a bunch of videos of, like... When I first started, just looking at the plain blank canvas to what I'm working with in the end. I don't know. That'd be cool. Would you do a gaming YouTube channel? I would say yes, I would. But my problem is, I feel like... Okay, I guess it's, it's, it becomes less of a problem because I know that I love video games <laughs> so much. And if I didn't start a YouTube channel doing it then I feel like I'd be wasting my time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd feel like a, a bigger waste of time, but then, you know, if you have the YouTube channel and you're, you know, doing it for a bunch of people or whoever wants to watch you, at least you have a way to justify, like, yeah, I'm playing, like, I don't know, six hours of video games a day, but I'm doing it because I'm doing it for people and I can make a decent income, right? Yeah. So you can justify it that way. But I don't know. There's other things that I want to do. I've realized that I like being active. I remember, like, when, like, in the last calendar year when I wasn't working out as much and I wasn't going outside as much. It was also kind of hard because of COVID and, you know, wintertime and whatever. You can make excuses, but getting back outside and doing things again, it feels great. You know, I, I remember how much fun I used to have playing baseball every summer and year-round and doing all kinds of fun stuff, you know what I mean? I do kind of miss it. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't really want to get away with get away from that. I don't plan on doing it anytime soon. Um, but then again, if you, you decide you want to do that, I mean, I'd you should, I think, if that's really what you want to do, go for it. That'd be awesome. It'd be cool. I mean, I'll come on. We can play video games together, you know, that sort of thing. See, the thing about, actually, one thing that kind of tickles my brain about it is the current thing I'm doing with my world is I'm making a huge village so that I can switch the game mode to adventure where you can't break blocks and it's I make puzzles and I kind of make a little game mode for you. Hmm. Would you do a, a skating YouTube channel? 
Um, I would post skating videos, but I wouldn't make a YouTube channel. You should just do like a, a skating YouTube channel where you just post montages of you doing sick tricks. But see, that's the thing. I can do like three tricks right now. Get better. Get good. Yeah, I'll start that YouTube channel in like three years. Once I can skate. In three years, you start a skating YouTube channel. Yeah, I've always, I've always kind of wanted to create a YouTube channel doing something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter if it was something stupid like pranks or playing video games. I mean, like, growing up and watching gaming YouTube channels, I've always kind of wanted to do it for my own, you know? Yeah. So I can just play the games that I want to play and, and enjoy it in, in that way. I mean, I have nothing against people. Who, I mean, I, everyone watches gaming YouTube channels. They're fun. But then there's also a different kind of satisfaction making it yourself and then just playing what you want to play. Yeah, sometimes, like, even your favorite YouTubers, they'll play games. You're like, I don't really want to watch you play that game. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's just a game that they enjoy playing. Exactly. And then they get to make a living playing the just, games that they want to play. Yeah, that sounds like a really cool, interesting concept that a lot of people would love. But the vitality of it? I, mean, I don't know. You never know. You can just do it as a hobby. You don't yeah, have to make it. Yeah, say. exactly. Just as a hobby. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I've always thought about it. I just never really pulled the trigger on it. You know? Yeah, and so like with on that topic, I'll use. Uh, I feel like a lot of people want to start giving YouTube channels, but they just don't. You know, just don't go for it. Yeah, it does. I mean, to make really quality videos, it takes a lot of editing, a lot of time, a lot of effort. Yeah. That's one thing I would do it for is I do want to get good at video editing and, you know, because a lot of our future is online. So having useful skills like editing and coding, whatever. Well, you don't have to code to be a YouTube. I know. I'm just saying it's one of those. Yeah. 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 I get that. Useful skills to have. It's going to be really interesting in the future. People that, I mean, there's generations that grew up with computers i mean the older generations with that kind of coding but then the generations are growing up now with more complex more intelligent coding languages yeah to create things i mean just kind of put them in the dirt well no i remember taking uh intro to computer science my freshman year when i was in garden garden city and my professor he was an older man and he was probably about 60 ish maybe. And he worked at 3M and AT&T. I don't know what kind of coding programming he did at 3M. I guess 3M does a lot of stuff. No, I'm sorry, not 3M, IBM. IBM. He worked at IBM and AT&T in the eighties. And so he's been around since almost the beginning of computer programming and explaining all the different languages that have been around forever. And then learning those concepts. We're like, wow, like, I don't even know anything about computer programming, but what he's talking about sounds dated. <laughs> so old. And it, and it was, and it is. And so my whole point is it's going to be interesting in the next few years to see what comes of these generations of people that have grown up with this type of technology. I mean, I just feel like the new technology that comes out will grow exponentially Yeah. in terms of like... Advancement. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm excited yeah. for it. I mean, do you think like holograms will be a thing? Like you can call someone and just have them pop up on your table. Absolutely. Yeah. In our lifetime. Oh yes, of course. Really? Oh, of course. I could see it happening in 30, 40 years. Of I would course. I would say we see it, but not very soon. I would say soon. I would say in the next 10, 15 years, maybe. But I mean, I guess we could be thinking about it different ways. I'm thinking like, 
it's out. It's a like thing. a hologram, yeah, like it's right there in front of you. It's a thing where everyone has one in their house. I mean, like, because I can see very soon having a <coughs> having specific points in your house that can have holograms yeah. be there, but not like, you know, an active hologram walking around your house at all times, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that, that would take a little bit longer and a lot more. Uh, For anyone that is confused what we mean by hologram is just like a if, yeah everyone knows what a hologram maybe is. maybe it's just it's just like a a video picture that's like it's real life in front of you it's I'm, in a lot of movies i feel like we're talking to the wrong audience right now i feel like most if not 99 percent of people who would even be listening to this right now knows what a hologram is but anyways my I guess po- i'm just a dumbass yeah. <laughs> no i just mean like you can have like a point like let's say in your kitchen table you have maybe a hologram Projector. white projector installed into your table that would be dope i feel like the, yeah there would be places in your house where you can have holograms pop up i think like that is coming soon um, imagine oh my god now that i think about it what if you got like you bought your own football field you put a hologram projector on it and you can live stream a football game and you could be standing in the middle of the field behind the quarterback as it's live streaming the football game and you have all the players on the field and you can see it happening in front of you. Even and you don't have to actually be there. Yeah. I mean, that would be really cool. That I, yeah. That kind of tickles my brain. That is. That's actually a really interesting thought. I didn't even think of that. And you know yeah, what? That's one of those things that I feel like isn't that far away that it could not. actually happen because, like, when the technology comes up, people are always going to put their own spin on it. Yeah. You know, um, when the iPhone came out, the original iPhone, yeah. the 3G, revolutionary as it was, then everyone tried to copy the iPhone and everyone kind of had their own spin on it. So there's all kinds of touchscreens and tablets that are available now that were not available prior, right? Um, so when hologram technology becomes widely available, everyone's going to be able to create their own things. Like like in a football stadium, you can, might, might be able to string a projector from one side of the stands to the other, so it's like on a cable, and it can do like a top-down like projection of what's happening in real time. God, that would be so cool. I feel like that that's not that far away. You know what I mean? Like if hologram can actually I mean, happen soon, then yeah. When you think about it, then they can make even more money off of the thing. So let's say the Texans are playing the Colts in Indianapolis, then the Texans stadium, they would live stream the game there too. So people in Houston can just go to the stadium and see the game that's happening thousand miles away as if it's like live. And then as hologram technology gets more and more advanced, the more real it looks. So then, Oh, it's going to look like Madden 09 when it, comes right. Out. When it comes out, it's going to look like, no, not even Madden 09. It's going to look like doom. No, no. the original doom. What am I thinking of, uh, Techno, um, like football techno, the one with Bo Jackson on it. It's going to look like that, probably out of the box. That's That was a 90s game. Or maybe it was 80s, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's going to look like that. A Game Boy game. It's going to look like a Game Boy game. Not like a Game Boy SP or a Game Boy Advance. I'm talking about 1988 Game Boy. That's what it's going to look like. And that's okay. Actually, it'll be the Game Boy Color. Hopefully, it'll have color. <laughs> Game Boy Color, what was that? That was 90s. That was, uh, that's the thing that was like growing up. So I was born in 98. You were 2001. So we were kind of, we were born in the generation of right when the GameCube came out and the N64 was ending its life. Game Boy Color came out in 2000. In 2000. Okay. So we were right around for that, that development. And then 
whenever you hear the word Game Boy, the first thing that comes to my mind is a Game Boy SP with the flip screen. That's the first yeah. thing I think of, right? But then I also didn't realize, I guess, until the last couple of years, that Game Boys existed way long ago. Oh, they yeah. they were invented in the eighties. The the, the like, original Game Boy, like as if it was a sideways phone. There was like. No, that's the Game Boy Advance. That's the that's the original Game Boy Advance. That was the purple one. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. No, the Game Boy, the original Game Boy was it was vertical and had a kind of a small screen on it and it looked like a Yeah. I was just it was white. Yeah. Yeah. They had multiple colors. Did they? Whenever it was the color. Yeah. yeah, when it was the color, yeah. But anyways, so yeah, it'll look like that when it comes out probably. Not not exactly, but it'll be similar to the development, the progression of how technology advances, right? That's like with anything that is technology related. I feel like everybody, I just had this thought, I feel like everybody has this old ass computer in their house somewhere. You hear what I mean? Somewhere. Like a 1997 HP or Right, just, just sitting somewhere. And it was just the one that you grew up having around yeah. and you just never got rid of it. Yeah. I know that we had that. We definitely did. We don't have any more. I don't think we do, but it, it, it was around the house for a long time, well after we were you know, that we were done using when I was like five. I remember that was probably the last time I ever actually used it, and it came with a pinball game on it. Do you remember that? Yeah. It had a pinball game on it, and that was all we did. We just played pinball on it. And RuneScape. How do you feel about pinball games in the first place? Like an arcade cabinet pinball? Like the actual physical pinball machine? Yeah, like if you're going to play pinball, do you uh, like it? They're cool. Yeah. Like I would like one thing I do want in my life is a man cave. If I had a man cave, I would definitely have like three pinball machines in there. I think pinball machines are cool, based on what the theme is of the pinball machine. Yeah, it's kind of cool true. to like see the progression of what you're trying to accomplish. But like the actual game of pinball isn't that much fun. In it's my not as exciting unless it's like a character on there that you really like. Right, exactly. And there's a place downtown that me and Brett went to. Maybe three or four weeks ago. It's called uh, Austin Eastsiders. You may not be able to get into it. No, not Eastsiders. Um, Cidercade. It's called Cidercade. And basically it's like and get in, all you can play main event. Oh, you dope. go in, you pay the entry fee, and you can just play as much as you want, right? It's fucking dope. And they've got this room full of old cabinets, old arcade machines, and even some really cool arcade machines. And I was playing a bunch of pinball games. And I realized, wow, like this is really cool, kind of interesting to see like the themes like there was yeah I mean, pin, pinballs has that right there's like a, a new star wars one there's a batman one like a new batman one like chris nolan batman uh aerosmith and kiss and all kinds of stuff so like those things are cool fun thing. to play with and like venture around and like discover kind of like the, the easter eggs of the pinball machine but the game of pinball itself is okay yeah it's right. kind of cool the thing about pinballs is or pinball machines is it doesn't really have a specific genre that the characters can be. It can be like a band, a movie, TV yeah. show, video game. Oh, yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah, very flexible that way. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we need to wrap this up because it's been a good one. We got to roll. No, because you got to roll. We got to rock and roll. You got places to be. Things to do. It's Friday night. What else are you supposed to do? Nothing. You're supposed to stare at the wall. I've done that a handful of times. Me too. It's very peaceful. Especially if you have your headphones on. No. Dead no. silence. No headphones? Dead silence. No socks. No socks. You got your underwear off your feet? What? Like you took your underwear off your feet. 
off my feet. Oh yeah. Yeah, socks and underwear. <laughs> you said it earlier. I was just waiting for you to get yeah, it. I was I was kind of lost there. It's okay. Anyways, it's been fun. What are you reaching for? Don't sniff into the mic. No one wants to hear that. This is an, this is not ASMR. Don't you dare. <laughs> Anyways, okay. It's been fun. Thanks for listening. Join us another time. Can you post it? Can you put it? Dash or Brett's already there. <laughs>